Hello and welcome to this Heat Unmissables at Lunch With podcast special. This is the second special we've done in which I, Boyd Hilton, have lunch with a major celebrity and talk to them about their stuff that's happening right now. And this week I have a chat with David Walliams, of course, of Britain's Got Talent fame. As we're in the middle of the Britain's Got Talent live shows right now, we talk about everything to do with the series, his thoughts about Simon Cowell, etc., etc. And I start the conversation by asking him just how we thought this series of Britain's Got Talent has gone down. I think it's a really, it's a really feel-good show. Anton Deck, a fantastic host. They're really, really warm and friendly and relate beautifully to all the contestants. There's a real sense of just getting up and having a go. So if you fail, it's not, it's not a humiliation. It's actually quite funny. If it, if it doesn't work out and then us judges are having fun too so it's very up the whole thing's very up and I also feel like the show doesn't promise too much you know what you're going to win you're going to go you're going to perform with a Royal Variety performance you're going to win 250 grand both of which are brilliant things beyond that you're not told you're going to be the biggest star the world's ever known um, and so uh, I've been pleased and the, the different stories are in, incredible I mean, I mean look at the golden buzzers you know I mean Alicia's Golden Buzzer, the dance group with the girl with scoliosis. I mean, an extraordinary story. Um, and, you know, so different to, you know, Amanda pressing a buzzer for a, a comedian who's never had a break. You know, I mean, it, it's just... I like that anyone can come on and do anything. Whoever they are, whatever age you are, you come on and have a go. And I, I think, you know, I actually find... When it's just singing, it's a little hard going, isn't it? And you're looking for one particular thing. Yeah, it's interesting. I watched an interview that um, Simon Cowell's just given to American television about the revival of American, American Idol. And he said he didn't oh. want to do it because he's just bored with just singing, judging singing. He and probably he was an arse and he's putting a brave face on it. <laughs> he said he was arse. He claimed he was arse. Mm, I'm not so sure. No, I don't know. I think Simon's somewhat, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I think they're having all new people, aren't they? Yes, they're Casey Perry signed up. Wow, she yeah. signed up. Yeah, she's the first, she's the only one they've announced so far. Yeah. It's pretty impressive. That's a big sign. Yeah, big sign, yeah. But as far, it, it is, the, the, the variety of that is incredible. And every year I think, well, how are they going to top it? But I do feel this year has been even more entertaining. It's been a good year, yeah. Great, some really great people, some really funny, entertaining, eccentric people. Um, so, uh, you know, it's, a, it's fun to be part of. And, you know, we film a lot. So when I see the shows, there's always an element of surprise because I'm not, I don't really know what they're going to use. No. And also we see hundreds of people. And so some of them you don't quite remember in great detail. Yeah, oh, yeah, then. Um, uh, so, so, yeah, I was, I've been pleased. I think everyone was in a good, I think Simon was in a good mood. I was going to say, yeah, and I've never seen him so happy. It trickles down from the top because if he's in a bad mood, it's sort of everyone's treading on eggshells thinking, oh, we're going to upset him about something. Where he's in a good mood, it kind of everyone can breathe a sigh of relief and relax and probably do their best work. I don't know what's happened. That he's, you know, somehow turned the corner in his life. And do you think that, does that good mood extend to like how he is personally with you? Does yes. He, does he let you in his car yeah, well, now? Well, Stephen Mulhern said we were like brothers because the whole series. 
we'd like it was like we were like best mates at school we'd always like sit together when we were having our dinner and stuff like that and I'd really like spending time with each other yeah so I, he's really really fun to be around do you think he's more open now as a human being <laughs> like I think years ago I remember him I think he is thinking eccentric acts were all too weird for him but now it seems to embrace him yeah he's a bit more I wouldn't say he sort of favours the avant-garde but I think he uh yeah, he's more open to anything that has an intellectual or high art quality to it. Because you often get, you get a lot of boys in a sort of Billy Elliot way come on and they do a like, modern dance piece. And Simon was always very resistant to that because he kind of thought, I just don't get it. But the thing is, he's learnt, I think perhaps me helping him that you don't need to get it you just watch it and enjoy it and make of it what you want absolutely and you get an emotional feeling from it and I think maybe being a parent it breaks down I don't know it makes you less uptight because you're not you you're, you can't worry about yourself all the time because that's the thing and especially in show business it's full of people who are completely self-obsessed and I think when you become because you know they're constantly worried about everyone's thinking and talking about them and they're constantly obsessed with that and when you have children it's like you're not the centre of your own universe anymore they are does he, does he bring Eric to work does Eric run around well the funny thing Eric is, is that Eric arrives before Simon <laughs> so I go into the judges room and I see Eric there I go oh I saw him here they go oh no he's coming on a little later so I kind of think what person doesn't actually travel with their time? So he's on the Rolls Royce, probably smoking and making calls, doing deals. Or something. Yeah. And Eric is sent ahead with an only. But yeah, Eric, Eric was on the show. And he's taught Eric to say some very funny things. Like, he said, why did he, Simon goes to Eric, why does Daddy need to work so hard? And Eric goes, because Mummy needs, needs lots of new clothes. <laughs> He taught him to say some things, so he was very sweet and charmed everybody. Yeah, that's great. And even like the, the things that he does on the show, like when he's got on stage to do the doga, the dog yoga. Yeah, because when I joined the show, I got him on stage for the very first time. And the producer said he's never, ever been on the stage before. Yeah. But no one's ever been to get him on. And, you know, it was like trying to drag a mutant, you know. Oh, because it was it was a weird, he was really not liking it but yeah. I am sort of about twice the weight of him so I could do it and now we sat there like a shark you can't get him off it's worse than me <laughs> what have been your highlights I mean your, your own golden buzz which we haven't as we're recording this now we haven't seen you on TV I think it's this Saturday is yeah it? and he's a singer that was on before Carl Tomlinson uh, he's a 15 year old boy and he came and auditioned for the show three years ago and I I don't remember exactly meeting him before, but, you know, I don't remember it in detail, but he said, I said to him, oh, you should maybe think about getting some singing lessons, which, you know, to, to a 12 or 13 year old boy who wants to be a singer, I don't think it's the worst advice in the world, but I think he took it as a slight, you know, like I'm saying you need singing lessons. So he came back to prove me wrong. And so all the other ju- the other three judges like heaped misery on me. Like, how could you crush this boy's dream? Like Simon, especially. How would you crush this boy's dream? Like that's he spent his whole career doing yes. that. Only, the only thing he's famous for is crushing people's dreams. And uh, anyway, so it made a kind of perfect old buzzer because it was a good story because he you know came back to prove me wrong and then I 
press the buzzer for him. So it made a bit of a change because obviously the other golden buzzers haven't been people that were necessarily going to win the show. And the other judges have become incredibly competitive yes. because they think they think somehow it reflects well on them if they're golden buzzers as well. And then Simon's always trying to have like big money bets on it as well. Yeah, a hundred grand if my golden buzzer is better than yours. Yeah, no, thank you. <laughs> Because the whole idea of the Golden Buzzer, I thought originally, was to make sure that 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 might not get through. Yes, does get through. Yes, but they've just made it people who are obviously going to. They think they're going to win, although no one's Golden Buzzer has one yet. No, no, that's true. Yeah. Uh, So, um, but it would be Simon would be so smart with his. So, but I think it's I think it's more fun to give a lift up someone who wouldn't yeah, otherwise absolutely. get through. Yeah. Carl did really well, and I felt like it was I think he would have got through anyway. But it just felt like a good end to the story, and it felt like the right thing for me to do, especially as everyone was being really horrible to me. <laughs> How do I get people to like me again? <laughs> and who have been your favourite kind of the slightly more eccentric, peculiar ones? Um. Right, I'm trying to remember who they are. Well, my mind's gone. There is dog yoga. I mean, I didn't like that. Did like um, Although it seems to have really resonated with people, yeah. because I'm getting asked about it a lot by people. Yeah. Give it its proper name. It's actually called Doga. That's true. There was John Parnell with a hula hoop. Yeah, I liked yeah, him a lot. And I like people that it's like, what? He sort of just old, you know. Sort of man who probably in his like sixties comes on stage. He's like devoted his life to hula hooping. Beg to think why. It's incredible. But you know he was good at it, and he had this great song as well that went with it, and it was just fun. And you know what? It's a difference between being super talented and being entertaining because they're not necessarily the same thing, are they? And super talented people can be kind of boring. Yeah, that's true. Uh, and untalented people can be pretty entertaining. Yeah, and that's and the show isn't scared of that. No, no. certainly I think I, you know, when I came on board, I tried to, you know, support those people as much as possible because actually I loved watching the show when I was on it, and of course, watching it with a mind, you know, as a as a comedy writer, you're obviously enjoying the eccentric characters a lot more than you are the, you know, the the person who wants to be the next Mariah Carey, where there's yeah. no real. Yeah, nothing true. really yeah. particularly interesting about them yeah. and there have been more comedians or at least I thought there have been more yeah I'm glad to see more comics mm. I get why comics are scared of going on the show because it's hard they've got only a few minutes um, there's already a way to be there's plenty of ways to get noticed as a comedian as well aren't there already yeah. and you you know there's a whole thing isn't it you do your open spots you do your 20 pound gigs you do your 50 pound gigs mm. you know you get an agent you hopefully end up on a panel show or something yeah. and build from there but um, so comedians have not have been reluctant. We've had some really really good ones this year. I think it's it's tough for them. It's also tough because the audience, you know, sometimes they get quite jaded because they've been sat there for like you know five or six hours, and then you've got to come on like eleven o'clock at night and try and yeah. make people laugh. Mm. Do you feel slightly reluctant to criticize? Are you to be harsh to the comedians? Obviously, it's a world. I try it well I'm not a stand-up comedian I never have been I just I try and give constructive advice when I think it's useful Um, you know but you just know don't you some people have really got it some people can get up on stage and tell a few jokes and hold your attention and other people it just flows through them because they've obviously got a comic mind and um, 
and you can, I can sort of really tell I feel like I can tell the difference yeah. because it's when it's personal to them yeah and some people you feel like they probably have nicked those jokes from you know here there and everywhere yeah. but some you know like when we had Jack Carroll yeah Jack. when Jack Carroll was on the show you could just tell that he had a comic way of looking yeah. at the world and he's still doing really well so. yeah he's yeah. brilliant really. yeah. he's going to carry on doing brilliantly yeah. and he he just was the real deal um, so and you that, know, I can notice the difference but we never have people do we very rarely have people doing sketches yeah, and we very rarely have anyone doing comedy characters mm which is a shame we get quite a lot of drag yeah. as well and I think Simon always Simon never likes the drag because I think he thinks if he likes the drag people might think he's gay yeah and so he's always like oh, I don't get this at all like it's a challenge to his masculinity why do you always go out with women who look like men in drag Have there been any? Have there been any moments of awkward conflict this year, or has it been pretty? Happy? Um, no, there hasn't. Uh, hasn't this year? No, we've been a tiny bit, a tiny bit of conflict, but it just happens. You know, you're just like tired, and sometimes. Also, I'm trying to make jokes all the time, and the jokes don't always land. And sometimes, when you're making a joke, you make you know it's kind of at someone's expense, and if they don't find it funny. It's like you've been rude to them, and it's horrible to have them. It's not personal. You're just, yeah, yeah, you know. So that sometimes, you know, I've had to say sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to make out you were thick or anything. It was just like the joke presented to me. It was an opportunity to make a joke, and I went for it. Yeah. But you kind of have to take every opportunity there is. Of course. Yeah. Um, and sometimes. I always think it's like a sort of stray missile. Some, some, you know, there's sometimes there's collateral damage. Sometimes they hit their target. Sometimes they totally miss their target. Um, but yeah, you need to keep trying because, you know, you, you, the expectation is on a show like that. You know, I'm the only comic on the panel, and it's like someone filming for like ten or twelve hours a day. It's like I, I've got no script, and I'm just trying to like find jokes out of situations all the time. So it's not, you know, I'm not sure. So Simon sometimes we're just not in the mood. Just oh shut up when I say something. Like, I'm only trying to make your show better. I'm only trying to make your show better. I'm really sorry you didn't find that funny, but give me a break. Absolutely. Know? Yeah. And it's not like going on a panel show or a chat show with like Graham Norton and John Ross where there's like you know where it's all about right. making people laugh because it's also not it's an odd dynamic. You know? Yeah. But um, and sometimes obviously the humour's not appropriate. You know, when you've heard a girl who's scoliosis coming and doing a dance act, it's not appropriate to no. start cracking jokes no, that's true, yeah. of any kind, no, I don't no, think, because no. it's just a much bigger thing is happening. And it would be, uh, it would just be, it would be demeaning, yeah. I think. Yeah. I tell you, I thought, did Brit, when, when Peter Kay was on Let It Shine, yes. he was so funny. Right. I spoke to him afterwards, and I just remember a load of things he said, and I thought, Gosh, I mean, if they could ever get him, I mean, yeah, that was career is too golden. But if they could ever get him to win a talent show, I mean, he completely yeah. gave the whole thing a massive kick up the arse, didn't they? Yeah. I think he only did it because that someone was Robbie like, Williams Robbie pulled Williams out pulled like out, 24 right. hours, and I guess yeah. he, you know, he's friends with Gary yeah. and felt maybe if you poison Simon one week, then 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 he could come on the show. He would be too funny. Um, <laughs> But he's, he is genius. Yeah. Also, my mum wasn't allowed on this year because my mum, he made sure he wasn't late this time. Yes. Because he's always late. He yeah. always has like a time when he arrives at like nine o'clock at night. That's when he starts work. Yeah. Um, and this year he made sure he wasn't late because my mum was on last year and she actually got a really great response from people. Yeah. And people were saying she should replace Simon full time. 
mysteriously he wasn't late and didn't miss any of yeah, so that's incredible so um, as the as the live stream was right do you have a favourite do you have a favourite we, oh, we were like we were put one time we were late I can't remember where we were we were in Manchester and they had this idea to put me and Simon in an, in a, a horse and carriage and what happened was he was really late as all that and so we arrived at about, you know, we were meant to be there at like half two or something, yeah. or about five o'clock. And we arrived in this horse and garage, and all the audience were waiting outside boot because they'd been waiting so long. And he got, uh, he got, it's, uh, some man started really having a go at him. And it was like, I, I looked bad too, because well, not me, I was all ready to go at two o'clock, but he was like, I was late. And um, it was quite funny because we thought, oh, people would really, you know, might laugh yeah. or enjoy seeing yeah. us in this horse and carriage. We like, ooh. <laughs> I know, at the time we were like, whoa, 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 what have we done? Because the story was that Anton Deck refused, had the, the clause inserted into their contract that they couldn't finish two After late. midnight. Yeah. Well, what happened was, yeah, we were going to like one, half one, and the audience start deserting because yeah. they have to go home. Yeah. The acts, you know, often people, they don't necessarily live in the city where we're auditioning. There's kids. The whole thing is thrown into utter chaos because one man likes lying in bed till four in the afternoon. Yeah. Um, so... So yeah, uh, so so they had a clause in their contract, which was great. Helped all of us, yeah. and obviously they're out to debt, so they can have clauses in their contract. And the clause was, yeah, they're not working past midnight, yeah. which is fair enough, because yeah. also their day probably starts very early because they're doing links and stuff. Right. Yeah. And yeah. so that made for a much happier thing. It's also a shame because also it's quite fun to just you know have a drink with people you work with and you know and relax yeah. and get to know everybody. But obviously because when you finish so late, you don't get a chance to do it. Mm. So as the semi-finals arrive, do you have a act you want to win and one you think will win? Do you have a favourite in either one? I, I would like the Mercy Girls to win. I think it's such an they're so talented. The girl that that girl is so brave and such an incredible story. I really um, I would really love them to win. I think it would be um, just a very, very emotional. Yeah. Uh, experience if they want and also you know the brilliant sons of love dances. Um, I prefer the singer I mean nothing against singers but obviously it's one of the things that makes the show different is that yeah you can come out and do you know shadow theatre um, so I would like it to perhaps be um, uh, maybe a magician or a comedian I mean, it's very hard to call it. I, yeah. to call it. I mean, I was convinced Jack Carroll would win over attraction. He didn't win. Um, I don't think anyone was expecting. Who was the lady with the dog? Oh, yeah. yeah. Everyone thought Jamie yeah. Raven would win yeah. that year. So, yeah, that's true. Who knows? Yeah, it's unpredictable, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 about the general election. <laughs> yeah, you just met Jeremy Corbyn. I was going to ask you about yes. that. How was that for you? He was nice. Yeah. yeah. But he had to do an interview, so he did this quite funny thing. I was like, trying to chat to him, and he sort of went, and he just had to get rid of me because he had to do an interview about a colleague who suddenly had died in a flavor party. And it's when he just did a very kind of artful thing where he just sort of got rid of me. Um, so, but he was nice, yeah, yeah. it's nice. I mean, I, I, you know, I'm, a, I'm an admirer of his, and I. Uh, shook his hand I was pleased to meet him I wished him luck and you've just been on the one show and I saw a headline this morning and when I googled it this morning the first headline was one show audience obsessively in love with David's new beard uh, 
I don't know who they mean. Do they mean a... the viewers? Oh, I thought the they, viewers, oh, no, no. they meant a girlfriend or my Oh, no, 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 you actually... <laughs> um, well, I think probably what happens in, it seems in double newspapers is one person says something on Twitter yes. and then it becomes a story. Sure. Viewers blast so-and-so's hair or something like that. But, you know, yeah, I, I have had a lot of nice... A lot of people said the beard suits me. Mm, it, it gives me a jawline that I wouldn't otherwise have. Um, and so I'm, uh, I, I, I'm pleased with it, but I I'm not allowed to keep it for Britain's Got Talent. Because the producer says we can't have two people with beards. Oh. <laughs> also, because Ant's got a beard, but Simon uh, yeah. has a beard. Yeah. And um, obviously Amanda has a beard, so it's like <laughs> too many people with beards. Fair enough. Yeah. And uh, finally, um, our, this podcast is all about pop culture and what's good on podcast? TV. Podcast? Yeah. This was meant to be an interview. And that as well. On the, the thing. Both. Um, what are you, do you have time to watch TV to consume? Yes. Yeah. What are you enjoying? The, the most moment? incredible thing I've seen in recent times is the O.J. Simpson. Yeah. People oh, the Made in America. Yeah. Yeah. It's like watching The Godfather. It's this incredible, expansive piece that is so detailed. You feel like you're living through the whole thing. So when he gets in his Ford Bronco and tries to flee justice. The sequence in the documentary is about half an hour long, which is incredible because normally you'd expect it to be, you know, a minute, if, if that. And so it was just utterly spellbinding, and it's such an interesting case because it's about America, it's about race, um, and it's so involving, and there's so many aspects to it and interesting characters along the way and it's the most engrossing piece of television I've watched in a long, long time so I have absolutely been loving that I actually have to stop myself from watching it because it's really long it's about 8 hours long yeah. and so I kind of have to get on with stuff yeah. and I kind of have to go David you have to stop watching this yeah. because yeah. you've got to you've got to get on with it yeah. it is incredible yeah. um, yes I've been enjoying I love Inside Number Nine. Mm. Huge fans of Steve Hemsworth's mm. vicious show. I love Jack Whitehall's Decline and Fall, yeah. which I think was great, and it was something that you haven't seen much like that on TV for a long time. Yeah. It seems like a really handsome adaptation of that. You know, of a light comic novel. You yeah. see a lot of very dark, heavy mm. uh, novels adapted, don't you? Mm. And then the same ones again and again. Yeah. I mean, great. You know, Jane Eyre, brilliant. You know. But it was something very um, just wonderful to see that one of the things in those brilliant comic characters. Yeah, he was really good though, wasn't he? He's kind of great. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. I had dinner with him last night. Yeah. He's a good, I'm not just saying because he's a pal, but he's super talented. Mm. And I thought it was a really brave thing for him to do because obviously, yeah. you know, when you step out and people consider your comfort zone, you can get uh, you can get some criticism. It's never happened to me. <laughs> It will never happen. Never happen. No, no, no. Thank you, David. Thank you very much. That's all right.